On with me now, Luke Schultheis of StampyBlue.com. Luke, how you doing, man? Really good, Cody. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, totally. Uh, well, the Colts made a splash, not at the beginning of free agency, but near the end of the day today, uh, signing Devin Funchess out of Carolina uh, to a one-year $10 million deal, uh, up to $13 million max. And, Luke, I'm kind of curious, what are your opinions on Funchess? Um, I think it was a really surprising signing um, in the sense that I'm not sure really anyone predicted that he'd be the guy the Colts would necessarily seek out in free agency. Um, I do think it's a very unique signing at 6'4", 230 pounds. I mean, he's really that big body receiver that I know a lot of Colts fans have been clamoring to pair with a T.Y. Hilton. Um, And it also gives Andrew Luck another big red zone target. I mean, we already have Eric Ebron, but that's another guy that can go up and get it. Um, And I think he has youth. I mean, he's, what, 24 years old? Um, He's always had the physical ability and the measurements that you like to see from a receiver. Um, He just hasn't quite been able to put it all together. And and maybe playing with, you know, a more accurate quarterback like Andrew Luck – and probably more of a traditional pocket passer, not to say Andrew Luck can't move, than Cam Newton, who's probably more of a bit of a freelancer, a little bit more of a scrambler out of the pocket passer. I mean, I think that could also help Funches because you never know. I mean, some receivers really thrive in that kind of system where a quarterback will improvise and, you know, throw it on the move or do whatever. And other receivers really do well with more of a traditional quarterback. So I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on it, Cody? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I was kind of – Part of me was like looking at what is the biggest factor because I mean I looked at 2017, 63 catches, 840 yards, eight touchdowns. That's pretty good. And then I looked this year and he has you know, kind of a drop off year: 44 catches, 549 yards, and four touchdowns. So I guess it ultimately comes back to like was it partially in due, due to you know Cam Newton not being healthy the entire year, or was it a regression year for him? I guess I don't really know. I haven't looked into Funchess much. Um, but certainly at 6'4", 225, 230, he definitely on paper compliments T.Y. Hilton very well. Um, and I honestly think that, you know, it's kind of like a one-year deal, so it's, you know, obviously a prove-it deal. Uh, but this kind of gives me – kind of reminds me a little bit of Eric Ebron deal last year. I know Eric Ebron obviously got multiple years on his contract. Um, but you look, it's a young guy. I think Ebron's 24, 25 as well. Uh, big guy, physical traits, the kind of – receiver that Chris Ballard really loves um you know has all the talent in the world and so ultimately it's like like you said Luke he just hasn't put it together yet uh and so maybe Indianapolis in the change of scenery there is going to be good for him and you know going from Cam Newton to an Andrew Luck would be good for him as well um and so I guess I'm also curious Luke like does this affect the Colts moving forward in free agency, maybe looking at a wide receiver? Because I know they also tendered Chester Rogers and uh, Marcus Johnson as well. And also, as far as like the draft goes, does it impact where they look in the draft? Yeah, I mean, I think as far as free agency goes, I would probably think they're probably more or less done um, as far as receiver is concerned, um, especially as we, like you said, you still have – I'm sure they probably want to bring – Dontrell Inman back so I mean I think that's probably the other free agency move you have but it's not necessarily a big splash signing quite like this was um, but then I think in the draft it's, it probably deprioritizes wide receiver a little bit um, I, I know a lot of fans were probably looking at a wide receiver with either that first round pick maybe that early Jets second round pick the Colts traded for 
um, right before last year's draft. And it's not to say the Colts won't draft a receiver. I mean, I think they probably still should um, at some point, but maybe that's less of a priority where you're talking about, you know, rounds three to five. Um, they still have Deion Kane, who's essentially a rookie, also coming back from a torn ACL. Um, and I think he could really be a big um, big contributor this season as far as, you know, a down-the-field presence to kind of complement T.Y. Hilton on the other side. Um, so I, I don't necessarily know that it stops the Colts from making a move at wide receiver, um, but I would be surprised if they do anything more in free agency than besides re-signing Inman. And in the draft, I think you're looking at more probably around three to five wide receiver if they add a guy as opposed to round one or two that we were probably expecting with right before this signing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then as far as the guys that they brought back, uh, I mean, I think Chester Rogers, he might have been a little bit of a surprise that the Colts tendered him considering, I mean, he had a decent season last year, but I think ultimately I was kind of surprised that the Colts brought him back. I don't know. I guess I'm curious on – your thoughts on him. I'm bringing back both Rogers and Marcus Johnson. Yeah, I think Chester Rogers has really been at, at times you look at him and you say, wow, this guy has all the makings of a wide receiver too, with some of the catches. And I know two years ago, I felt like a lot of Colts fans were a lot higher on Rogers. And then you have other games where he's an enigma or he'll drop some passes. Um, so, I mean, I'm okay. And I think, Chester Rogers is the number three or number four receiver is fine. Um, it's just, I'm glad the Colts have brought in insurance here in Devin Funches where he's, you know, he's, we're not counting on it. We're not penciling in Chester Rogers to be the number one, two wide receiver this year. Um, I think in a number three, number four capacity is really good. And, and I know Frank, Frank Reich is really high on Marcus Johnson um, from even his time with the Eagles, I believe. And, and he looks like a guy that has the size. It's unfortunate that he had that season-ending injury because I think he was really starting to catch fire and really starting to assert himself among kind of the wide receiver core. And it was almost similar to kind of Zach Paschal towards the end of the year where I thought Paschal ended up elevating himself past Ryan Grant um, and had those, you know, that big catch against the Texans in the postseason. And that easily could have been someone like Marcus Johnson before the injury. So, I'm interested to see how he progresses and continues to develop as a young wide receiver because I do think there's spots lower on the depth chart definitely for the taking from that three to five spot on the Colts roster there. Right. I was going to – and that kind of leads me into our next question. I was going to ask, do you think like the intrigue of a Marcus Johnson and a Deion Kane maybe hinders the Colts from investing a decently high you know, draft pick or an, a certain amount of money into a free agent uh, into 2019 and beyond? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I think Chris Ballard had a quote earlier this offseason where I think he said, don't forget about some of our younger guys either. Um, and granted, that could have just been a decoy in free agency. Uh, but, but I also think he genuinely does have confidence and trust in some of these younger receivers. Um, and, and, you know, I think there's some merit to it. I mean, these, a lot of these guys have flashed at moments. Um, you know, whether, you know, Zach Pascal had that big touchdown catch against the Texans. Um, Dontrell Inman was a stud pretty much from midseason on. Um, so I, I do think these guys have some talent. And, yeah, I mean, maybe I think the Colts want to probably see another year what they have with these young guys and also see what they have with Funches because, of course, he's on a one-year, you know, roughly $13 million deal. Um, and hopefully some of these guys can really assert themselves and really solidify the position because – 
you know, we always haven't had that consistent producer next to T.Y. Hilton since really Reggie Wayne last played here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the Colts also uh, retain safety Matthias Farley, center Evan Bain, backup center. Uh, and they also, I think they offered uh, offered it to Luca Rhodes, long snapper as well. Uh, I guess I wanted to get your thoughts on those three guys. Yeah, I mean, I think Matthias Farley was a, really a big addition. I mean, he's a starting caliber safety that just so happened to be our third safety a lot. But I think we saw him a lot at nickel packages. Um, seems like a strong locker room guy too. Special teams work. So I think Matthias Farley really is a nice addition. I think with the durability concerns that you still have with Malik Hooker a little bit and, of course, Clayton Gathers, I think the Colts really need a third safety that's capable of starting and playing at a high level. And assuming if Matthias Farley's fully recovered, I definitely think he can be that guy again. Um, as, far as, as far as Evan Bain, he played really well as a center um, in relief of Ryan Kelly last year. I mean, he wasn't nearly as good as Ryan Kelly, but of course you don't expect that from a guy that's, you know, is essentially signed off the street as opposed to a first-round pick. But I thought he came in, he held his own, um, and most importantly when he was out there, you really didn't notice him. Um, And I think that's really the key to an offensive lineman is when you're noticing them, aside from maybe when Quentin Nelson is pancake smashing people into oblivion. (laughs) Right. (laughs) um, I think it's a good thing when you don't notice an offensive lineman for the most part. Um, And then Luke Rhodes, I think, is – very good long snapper. I think having him, you know, he wasn't really, he didn't have the traditional route to a long snapper. I think he was a linebacker, mm. um, but he's really athletic. He's quick. And I think if he can do it just as well as, you know, your sort of long snapper that it quite, isn't quite always, you know, the best athlete. I think having an, you know, a linebacker in your coverage unit. So when he hikes it, you can get downfield and tackle. I mean, I think that's a big addition because it's essentially improving your coverage unit. Cause you have a linebacker instead of, you know, like, kind of a fifth string tight end type or a long snapper that's not necessarily taught how to tackle properly or, you know, isn't necessarily the fastest guy out there. For sure. For sure. Luke, I guess I'm curious. Um, I know you started writing recently for Stampy Blue. Have you, do you have any articles that you want people to check out that you think would be good for uh, this time of year for agency? Sure. So um, my, I had an article that got published today that was the top seven sleeper free agents available for the Colts. So, um, some under the radar players that I think the Colts could potentially be interested in, given Chris Ballard's, you know, historical trends in the past two free agencies prior. Um, so I think that would be a great article. And as, as far as I know, none of those guys have been signed yet, so it's still very much current. Um, so I think that would be a great article for Colts fans to check out. Yeah. All right. One more question for you, and then I'll let you go. So if you had the choice right now of any of the free agents available. Who would you want for the Colts and why? Right now, that's a tough one, Cody. (laughs) I actually really like the idea, and this might just be my flavor of the night or something, but I really like Earl Thomas as a potential safety. Um, Just looking at Chris Ballard's track record so far, he likes signing guys to one- to two-year deals. I think you could potentially maybe get Earl Thomas, who's 29, on like a two-year deal. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the annual value of that deal would probably have to be pretty high. But I think he's a great veteran leader. He's one of the best safeties to play, you know, in the past decade or so. I think he still has plenty left in the tank. Um, so as far as an addition on the field and in the locker room, I think he'd be um, a great addition. Now, if Matthias Farley comes back, though, that probably means 
Clayton Gathers is probably out and Earl Thomas replaces him. Um, so that'd probably be the one downside of the move because I know Clayton Gathers was the team captain last year for the Colts, but Earl Thomas has always been a captain for the Legion of Boom. So I, I don't think you'd lose much in the leadership department, and I think you'd probably ultimately get the superior player at safety. Hmm. So that's sort of what I'm thinking right now, but we'll see. And I think there's a lot there's a lot of work left to go. I mean, I think you also have to look at like a Justin Houston on a one to two year deal as a veteran pass rusher from the Chiefs would be a good addition, I think. Um, I know the Colts have been flirting with C.J. Mosley, um, who I think would probably be, you know, great. He's a great overall linebacker to really pair with Darius Leonard. And while they all they still have Anthony Walker, who's you know had a really good season last year. I mean, you're still improving your linebacking corps by adding Mosley. And I don't know if that means whether Walker or Mosley would have to play the Sam, and one of those guys would be kicked out from playing middle linebacker, so to speak, but. I think either way, you're definitely improving the second level of your defense, and Mosley's a heck of a player. Yeah, definitely. I saw that the Colts were pursuing him. Uh, I don't know how true these rumors are, but I saw the Colts were uh, very interested in him. Uh, well, I guess one question I had with Earl Thomas, now that you mentioned him, how, how different is he than, say, Malik Hooker? Because I know they're both known as kind of ball-hawking guys. What are the different traits? Because I think whenever I think of Earl Thomas, I kind of think, okay, that guy's kind of – you know, a free safety, but if we are, if Malik Hooker's already playing free safety, what would the point be of signing Thomas at that point? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it definitely is a passing league, so I don't necessarily know that, you know, the distinguishment between strong safety and free safety is as important these days. Hmm. Um, I think safeties can play pretty interchangeably. That's not to say that having a strong safety who can play is, you know, kind of that enforcer in the box. Um, still isn't valuable. I mean, clearly it is if Landon Collins is making an absurd amount of money um, from the Redskins and free agency. Um, I think Earl Thomas is a little bit different than Hooker. I mean, I think they're both definitely ball hawks and kind of that Ed Reed prototype, but I think Earl Thomas is probably a little bit of a better tackler, so versatile that he can really play in that box when called upon. Um, So I just think it would vastly improve the Colts' defense and secondary regardless just having that type of player i mean who's a multiple first team all pro pro bowl or former super bowl champion um and would really help give this colts defense an identity a little bit i mean i know we're we're fast we're swarming um and we have some star power with darius leonard of course the reigning rookie defensive player of the year but i think adding an earl thomas would really help solidify that colts defense give them another star um and really short that secondary for sure. Well, we'll definitely have to see how it plays out. Thank you, Luke. I really appreciate your time, man. Thanks, Cody. Anytime. Thanks for having me on.